0: to the second episode of the Sable International Citizenship Podcast. My name is Tallulah and I'm here with Michelle Patel, a British citizenship and immigration expert and director of our Immigration and Citizenship Division. Today we will be talking about the EU Settlement Scheme, which comes to an end this month. You can find a transcript and the episode show notes on our website, www.sableinternational.com. Now, the EU Settlement Scheme, or EUSS, is the program that the UK government put in place for EU citizens who were already living in the UK at the time of Brexit. While there has been a large push by the government for people to register, there's still some uncertainty around the program that we wanted to help clarify. Uh, Mm -hmm. Michelle, can you tell us a little about the program and how one goes about applying?
1: Sure. Um, so the, so the programme really is the UK's promise to EU citizens living within the UK or those who have family members who are EU citizens that have migrated to the UK before sort of uh, 1st of January 2021. And the promise really was that they would make it a very simple and free process uh, for these EU citizens so that they're not losing any rights over the UK's decision to leave the European Union. And how it actually works is actually quite, quite simple in one way, but um, obviously it has different stages. So the first stage is really first finding out whether you're eligible, and we'll, I think we'll go through that um, in, in the next couple of questions perhaps. But um, if you are eligible and you've isolated that, then the first thing you need to do is get yourself what they call an EU exit um, ID document check, app now with with this with this app it is available across all sort of phones and what it really does is initially it's going to allow you to scan your id card so that's the first process to verify your identity and you do that via this app there are other ways to do it you can you know get a scanner uh, book a scanner location and they'll scan it for you or you can post the the document in, i.e. your EU national ID card or your EU passport, for that matter. Um, the app is always the quickest and you get to keep your originals. So that's, that's, quite, that's quite handy. But once that's done, then the rest of the application has to be completed online, UK so there'll be a link there, and you go ahead and complete the application online. There is no payment for, for this um, application type. So again, the assignment scheme is completely free. Once you've made the online application, you'll get an opportunity whilst you're completing that to upload the supporting documents to support what type you're applying for, either, either the pre-settled status or the settled status for that matter. And once Homer is satisfied, then they'll come back to you with a with conclusion. So that's sort of a very brief overview of how one can apply.
0: Um, so, so, you mentioned settled and pre settled. Do you just want to clarify what the sure. difference is?
1: Sure. So, there is a vast difference. So, pre settled status is a five year leave to remain that's been issued under the scheme. And that means that you'll be looking forward at the end of the five years to apply for settled status. And that settled status is basically the UK's way of giving indefinite leave to remain
0: under the scheme. So that's the new permanent residency, right? And then the All settled right. status, if you're applying for settled status, you must do that if you already have permanent residency.
1: Absolutely. So permanent residency, um, a document, which is a, a sort of blue foldable document or a card document or sometimes endorsed to one's passport that says certifying permanent residence, that has been long the case under the EEA regulations, when we were part of the European Union. And with, with, with leaving the UK, I mean the European Union, and the, the transitional provisions coming to an end on the 30th of June 2021, we know that document will no longer be valid for the purposes of living and residing in the UK. So you really, if you are someone that's got the permanent residence document, it would be best if you apply for the settlement, under the settlement scheme to continue your residence
0: Yeah, because permanent residency residency will no longer be valid, right? It's no longer longer going to be valid. Settlement is replacing it.
1: Yeah. Correct, yes, yeah.
0: Um, So that's one reason that it's important to apply if you're currently a permanent resident. But if if you're not yet a permanent resident and you're looking at the pre-settled status, what are some other reasons that it's very important not to miss the the end-of-the-month deadline?
1: Sure. I mean, if you are an EU citizen that hasn't really taken advantage of the scheme or don't know if you can, then it would be worth getting some advice over that or getting into the scheme now before 30th of June 2021, because there are mainly three reasons. The first reason has to be that if the UK is your main home going ahead, then we know that all bodies in the UK, so the bank, your doctor's surgery, You know, um, if you're on a mortgage, so again, in any financial lending company, um, employers will all need to verify whether you have the correct leave or status in the UK to get into those services or to be employed for that matter. Now, if you're not going to go ahead and get this, come under the scheme and get the pre-settled or settled status, you may be denied access to these services and so will your family members on that basis as well, if they haven't taken advantage of the same thing. So that's the one reason is the continuity of your stay in the UK. Number two reason is if you are an EU citizen, perhaps who is thinking of getting it, not quite sure, get it. Because again, if you need to get non-EU or EEA or Swiss family members from outside of the UK to come in after the deadline, it would be that you would need to first be under that scheme. That's the only way that they would be able to apply for what we call a family permit to come into the UK on the basis of being a family member of someone that is under the the scheme at the moment. So again, you're closing the doors for future, uh, or family members to come and potentially settle in the the UK in the future after the deadline. So luckily they haven't imposed a deadline on that yet, that that part of the the, the scheme yet, i.e. family members Joining those who are already under the scheme, and potentially have been living here before the 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 the, the so Brexit date, which would have been the first of January, uh, twenty twenty one. Right. So that's the second reason, and the third and last reason is, it is important to get this. Not only is it free, which which is a massive saving, otherwise everyone else that applies for indefinite remain is facing over two thousand three hundred pound so government fees, but also. It is a stepping stone in order to acquire British nationality or naturalize as a British citizen. So, if you're not going to go ahead and get onto the scheme, you you can you will have a very difficult time naturalizing as a British citizen. And when that happens, then of course, you know, with British citizenship comes it it itself comes a lot of. So a sense of belonging and in the community, especially after the whole Brexit. So it would be a shame if you weren't able to get citizenship just because you didn't take the right steps at this stage. So those are my three main reasons why I would push someone if they haven't thought about it, to go get it. Even if they're not too sure whether they want to remain here in the future.
0: Mm. Um, so it's also very important yeah. for employment because after the deadline, mm-hmm. employers are actually obligated to check your status. And if you Correct. don't have settled or pre-settled status as an EU citizen, you, you lose the right to work in the UK um, and they, they have no option because they can be fined for, hire, for keeping you on staff. So they have to Correct. then relieve you of your employment.
1: Absolutely. That's that's absolutely correct. So all employers in UK have been briefed. There's a lot of guidance on this that's been provided on the UK site, um, you know, confirming these are the right documents to look out for after the 30th of June 2021 onwards. And so the employers already know that they're looking for these statuses. Now, what's interesting here is is a lot of people who questioning, I had quite a few people actually questioning me within my friend circle and and, and and their friend circle. How do we exactly prove we've got it? Because some of them are not getting these biometric cards. Mm-hmm. So from an example, our friend is um, a very, very good good friend of mine uh, who was in Germany for a couple of years and then came in last year to take advantage of the scheme. And um, you know, he applied and he got a pre-settled status. And he's like, well, where's my my visa? How do I prove it to anyone that I've got this? Mm. So again, just to clarify, when, when the Home Office make a decision, they will send you a letter by email as an attachment saying, the application has been successful, you've got pre-settled status, or you've got settled status. That itself is not proof of your status in the UK, actually. That just confirms the conclusion of that application. The actual proof of your status is actually you have to log in. So there's a separate website that you can go in to check your status. Again, links on the Gov.UK site. Um, and we'll include the links
0: in. in the article as well um, and Absolutely. in the YouTube description.
1: Correct. And what would, So what will happen there is you log in, and you have to log in with the exact proof of ID number. So if you had your passport that you provided, For the initial application you can log in with that and if what it will do is it will take you to a site and on that site you can share a code with your future employer bank official whoever it is a one-time access code that code will then allow that person that's seeking to you know satisfy themselves of your status in the uk to access that part of the website and they will see A document confirming your status, and that is the correct way that EU citizens will prove that they have got pre-settled or settled status. Actually, to future employers, for example. Now, that's not the same for non-EU citizens who are under that scheme. So, if if for 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 example,
0: family members, yeah, correct.
1: For 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 my friend, that would have been his wife, and she actually again went into the same scheme as a family member of an EU citizen. And um, she got, again, pre-settled status, just like he did. But in her case, because she's not an EU national herself, she actually got a biometric card. Okay. So they will send family members who are non-EU, EA, or Swiss nationals, for that matter, biometric cards at the end. Right. So you'll have to wait 10 working days or so after the application's been approved, and they'll post that in.
0: Okay, so... So if you're the EU citizen, you won't get the card. You'll have no. the digital link to prove your status. Correct. Your family members will get cards, though, to prove Correct. their status. Um, Correct. And on the, on the subject of spouses and family members, I think a lot of people are mm-hmm. worried about how they register their dependents and, and um, you know, wives and husbands for the scheme. So how does it work with family members?
1: So, with family members, uh, the, the current uh, rules um, do allow, sort of, if you want to look at it as a diagram, sort of, you know, ascendants and descendants assess it, sort of joining family members. But the, 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 if you've got siblings and uncles and all that, that doesn't work. So, again, you, you, I can't sponsor my brother to come in if he's not in EU season, but I'm here under the scheme. But I can sponsor my granddad, would you believe, or my okay. grandma? to come in if I wanted to. Okay,
0: um, but well, I didn't know that. So, so,
1: yeah, so, so ultimately I myself have to be first an eligible EEA citizen. Now there's a, there's a definition, I won't go into too much on, on this podcast, but ideally one of, one of the ways I'm an eligible EEA citizen is I've entered the UK before the end of last year or by the 30th of December 2020. And I've gone on to this scheme. Now, if I am such a person, whether I'm in the UK or not, does not matter. So, again, I had a consultation with someone yesterday. They they, they came in, they got the pre-settled status, and then they left to finish their affairs in their home country, um, in in, in, um, South Africa, although they're Greek, for that matter. But he, because he entered before the end of last year and got the pre-settled status, his family members can come in would you believe
0: oh, at okay. the same That's time to, to
1: the UK. And, that, and and remember what I said earlier, we there is not at the moment, at this current time, there is no such deadline for EEA um, sorry, family members of EEA nationals joining the EA national in the UK. As long as I'm a relevant or eligible EEA national. So I must meet that definition. Um, so if anyone's worried about it, first they need to confirm whether they are such an EA citizen. if they are, then it's unlikely that you need to, it's, it's, it's very, it's, it's probably quite straightforward to get their family over as long as the relationship can be proven. Um, and for again, family
0: who are already with you, do you include them on your application?
1: Okay. Absolutely. So when you, so yes, that's a, that's exactly what you need to do. When you make your application, you can, so first you make your application as the EU says, and I would suggest, then when you make your children ones or your wives or husbands for that matter, because when you make, especially the children's ones, you can link the applications. So when you are going to go ahead and do say any children, on, you know, under the age 21, I think can go on to that. Um, there will be a part of that online application where you can link your parents' applications to yours or the fact that your parents already got it with a, with a reference number. And what they'll do is they'll approve them on the basis that your parents have got them as well. And they will in the UK. Again, the spouse, similar thing, I would suggest first, or maybe at least a week before or two weeks before, the main EE and applies okay. and then the EU. Or EA because you can again link them or okay. make reference to them as well, so they're done at the same time, um, which makes it quicker, easier, and also add substance to the actual application. So,
0: okay. So first, so first you. You do your own as the EU citizen. On First, you Correct. do your own one. Then weeks week or so later, you go in and you do your dependents and your spouse um, or your parents or whoever your your family yeah, members you're applying for, and you link defendants. them to your application. So you're saying to the government, Correct. look, all these people are with me. And then yes. it will, they'll and evaluate exactly. them all as one. Correct. Okay. Correct. That's, yeah. um, and then another question that a lot of people are asking is, is the government making any allowances for late applications, especially with the whole COVID situation?
1: Sure. So, the simple answer is yes. They, in fact, have released recently, I won't go through it in very in, in great detail yet, mm-hmm. kind of but they have released um, a, a policy on late applications or including in in, in a policy that we now have access to. So the simple answer is yes, they do, but you've got to have reasonable grounds for a late application. Now, examples of reasonable grounds, as far as my memory serves onto that booklet, were given. So some of them I can share with you here, which is number one that stuck out was children, so, especially where children are displaced or are in foster homes, or their parents are not well, and then no made, made applications. So in other words, the UK has sort of a legal, you know, obligation to consider what's in the child's best interests, especially the children in the UK. So, they will allow late applications where it's no fault of the child that they haven't gone on to the scheme because most likely the parents didn't take a certain step or oh, they're no parents. They were part of a leading guardianship or in, in, in a home somewhere. So that's the number one example that was kind of given. And I think that's easily provable. It's a genuine situation. The the second one was actually, um, again, you know, victims of domestic abuse, um, again, whether it's a pressure, or it's of, from a partner or, or someone that your husband or wife not to do it, and, and you, you know, the, the domestic abuse uh, there as well, which can happen. So again, they will consider those sort of compassionate reasons as well. Um, and the last one, which 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 was on this booklet as well, was again, reasonable grounds covers compassionate reasons or extenuating circumstances. So again, COVID was mentioned in, in that part of the guidance. So where someone was say, for example, not even aware of the, of the deadline because they were so unwell. You know, they, they weren't a ventilator, for example, or something like that. So, although the onus is on the applicant to provide proof that, you know, they have a, a exceptional circumstance or, or eccentric circumstances where they couldn't get to a computer, maybe they didn't even have a place to live at in that time, so they didn't want to wear the deadline or couldn't meet the deadline because they didn't have access to these. Documents um, or, or computer or the internet, so there's a host of various reasons as I, I, it, examples, but it's not an exhaustive list. It's just an example set by what yeah. They they're feel gonna
0: they're about. gonna look at them like case by case basis. So, so basically, if marriage. you. If you can do it now and um, you can't prove that you can't do it now, then you Correct. have to do it now. Um, then you have to do it now. Yeah. yeah. So the deadline's the end of this month, Is but that's mm-hmm. for getting the application in, right? Not the approval. That's so right. you've still got right. two weeks to – or it's a week a to, to get
1: this application yeah. in. Correct, yeah. So as long as the application is made and it's a and application and, and – and, you know, there is no, um, the, 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 there's no mistake made whilst making that application. Then they can't, then they can't turn around and say, to was invalid to start off with." So you didn't make a bad application. So it's very important to know, um, you know, whether the ID app has worked, whether you have sent the correct documents, whether the application has has been submitted. You know it wasn't that the internet felt at that point and you didn't submit so one has to ensure that it was a valid application and as long as that's been made before 30th of June 2021 then we you should be fine going ahead. Um, and, um we we obviously have 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 resources here. That can push forward these applications. So you know, we we are welcoming a lot, a lot of people at the moment, who are just rushing in the last hour before the deadline. So it's it's obviously quite busy. But again, you know, it's now or never for most of these people. To be to be fair, because um, they won't have a valid reason, as far as I'm concerned, because it has been a while that this scheme has been available mm. to, to to Europeans, especially those in the UK. And.
0: Um- the, so, if people have questions about um, right. uh, or about their status or about their situation, is there any way to actually get in touch with the government to ask?
1: Correct. So, what we'll do is we'll it will, we will definitely um, in, in in the write-up of this podcast post the link and the actual um, so sort of email address and the phone number to call because they do have a team. Uh, it's called the EU Resolution Center. And they have a specific email that you can, you can get in touch with them through. You can send an online inquiry as well. Um, and you can also call them. And they're different numbers for those in the UK as compared to those out of the UK and, and so on. Um, so, yes, absolutely. The public can get in touch in, in various ways with, with the Home Office.
0: Okay. Um, and then yeah. do you want to talk a bit about the service that we offer?
1: sure absolutely i mean what, what i think a lot of people are doing this themselves and that's 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 the idea of the scheme because that's why they made it very straightforward but there will be always those people who don't fall into the brackets so that's where we come in really or, or where we can provide the most sort of um, um guidance on and representation on so we do have a team here that specializes in these applications that do them day in and day out. They are, they, are, they, they, they are in the office every day as well. So, you know, none of the Skype calls and so dropping and all that. So we are here, we are present. And, you know, we 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 offer a bespoke sort of service, not just on guiding whether someone's eligible, but also taking them through each part of the application, which is as important. And also what documents to provide. But at the same time, once the application is gone and that's not where the representation ends, we actually continue presenting them until the point of the application has been approved and either the cards reach the, the family member or, or the emails, the letter has been, has been sent to the, to the relevant applicant. So, yeah, you know we're, we, we are pushing, pushing. And um, if anyone listening to this podcast needs any advice or help, please feel free to get in touch with myself and my team.
0: Thanks so much, Michelle. Um, Thank you for your time. And thank you to everybody who tuned in today to listen. Um, Next episode, we'll be talking about ways that Americans might qualify for UK citizenship without even knowing it. So, yeah, look out for that one. Um, It should be interesting listening, even if you're not American. I always find these interesting routes to uh, UK citizenship fascinating. Um, Yeah, and we will will chat soon. Yeah, (laughs) Thanks. thanks, guys. Bye. Thank you all.